welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 20, Episode 4, The Flame Winds of Wozion. The book, Lando Calrissian and the Flame Winds of Regular Ozion, by L. Neil Smith. Uh, chapters 10 through 12, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! The year was 1982. Hey everybody, welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Novel Discussion Podcast. I'm Jeff and that's John, and uh, this week I think we'll do something a little different and discuss three chapters from a Star Wars novel that we've already been reviewing. Oh no. Just taking it in a new direction. You know. How will the audience <laughs> prepare themselves? Yeah. Why they'll be so angry at us? It's okay folks, you can calm down. We're going to review, I, I don't know what, we're just going to try a new thing today. We're, it's just it's just a chance to try something novel. You know, yeah. sometimes we like to go outside of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to review chapters 10 through 12 of uh, Lando Calrissian Adventures, The Flame Wind of Ozeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, sorry if you're not prepared, but strap in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a predictable ride. <laughs> so how you doing? I'm doing good. I uh I'm feeling 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 frisky. Okay, frisky, huh? I'm feeling real good and and uh I'm I'm coming for you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> you feel like you want to get out there and 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 uh sow some wild oats. I'm uh, I'm going to get out there and mingle <laughs> <laughs> with Christians. <laughs> dot com <laughs> yeah mingle with christians dot, dot com is our new dating site yeah uh, it's definitely not trying to compete with anybody in particular of course not yeah we just say hey why don't you come on over to our site and go on a j date mm-hmm. you know yeah. a date with me john a j date <laughs> yeah either one of us uh, we originally called it jay's date but we thought that was confusing and also we didn't want to re- accidentally reference jay johnston who, or jay moore yeah not, not those aren't jays you can date or jay jonah jameson yeah no, none of those well i think jay in that case stands for like jay John. John Jonah Jameson? Yeah, because John Jameson Jr. is his son. That's right, yeah. And his full name, I believe, is John Jonah Jason Jingleheimer Smith Jr. Hates Spider-Man, right? That's his full legal name? Yeah, the full name. Yes, it doesn't come up very often in Marvel. Not very often. (laughs) Only true fans know this one. Only true fans know the full name of J. Jonah Jameson. The J stands for J. (laughs) What the oh, fuck are we doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. Avoiding talking about Star Wars for some reason. I don't know, dude. I mean, I know we're a little loopy because we've got weekend plans, and we're recording this right before they start. We're going to head out and go do something. Yeah. We're uh, recording a little later than we normally would, so it's a little press for time. Oh, that's also true, yes. We do have a little bit of a time constraint on us. I'll, I'll try to release the episode the night we record it, but no promises. Zero promises. I never make a promise because, uh, oh wait, I guess I, I have to do that, don't I? I promise that I'll never make a promise. I guess I actually do have to post it tonight because I'll be in a car all day tomorrow. Yeah. So. You can just sit there on your laptop. And not be connected to the internet. Yeah. Hey, that's that's what phones with a Wi-Fi hotspot are for. Do I have one of those? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> You'd have to call your, I think, phone provider and be like, allow me to use this as a hotspot, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. I, I don't want to call my phone provider for any reason other than to report a death. <laughs> Hello, I am dead. I have died. Please cancel my service. And they're going to be like, no. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> you have indicated that you are dead. Press 1 to continue your service. Press 2 to continue your service. 
<sighs> so Star Wars, huh? Star Wars. How about that Lando? What's going on with him? What's in his little world? <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah. Well, when last we left Lando, he had been dragged in in front of uh, his once benefactor and now still sort of on his side. Lobdaluff. Yeah, Lobdaluff is being pressured to be like, oh, uh, the people above me want you to go do some dumb horse shit for me. Yeah, basically, some dumb horse shit needs to be done. I don't really want to do it, and it sucks, and I'm going to make you do it because I've got you over a barrel. Yeah, he's like, look, this needs to be done, and because I've got, you know, you for having a weapon, which is an actual murder offense, like, yeah, yeah, they can kill, kill him. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, so they're just, like, all right, you got to do what I tell you, because otherwise yeah. you die. And Lobdaluff at least is like, I don't want to do this. Honestly, if it was up to me, I'd just pardon you and tell you to get the fuck out of here, because I don't care. And also because he feels he has a limited amount of remorse about this, because he invited Lando in the first place. Yeah. It was clearly self-defense. And he's like, this dude literally doesn't even exist as far as we are concerned here. Yeah. Technically, you murdering him doesn't matter. It's just the fact that you could have murdered him or, is what matters because you had a gun. Yeah, really all that matters is you had a gun, which means you were potentially a threat to rich people, which is uh, yeah. the reason cops exist. Yeah, you in the might Ozeon. have threatened rich people or their property. <laughs> yeah, which is why cops exist in the Ozeon and everywhere. And also, yes. <laughs> so, um... But yeah, he is cajoled into going to a different asteroid mm -hmm. and getting some official who takes a lot of drugs and getting him in. So he's got uh, Big Bird, the narcotics agent. Wewa Fibot, who is clearly just Big Bird. And then... Uh, Bassy Voba. Man, I cannot get her name in my head. I'm like, what is that? Uh, Bassy, Bassy Baba? It's because it really lacks the correct cadence of a good Star Wars made-up stupid name. Right? Bassy Voba doesn't sound right. If it, it, I think it needed to be one syllable for the first name. I think I also get it flopped in my head where I'm like, oh, it's uh, like Vassy Boba. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Boba Vassy. It's, it's Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Where? Yeah, so... So Bassy Voba, the cop who actually uh, arrested Lando in the first place and fucking hates him just because she identifies him as the nouveau riche, which is really rich coming from where she lives. It's strange that she's like, ah, oh, this guy, he never did a day of work in his whole life and I hate him. I'm like, you work for billion and trillionaires. You look for like the richest people in the universe and you're like What exactly do you think they have been doing? Huh? You think they got calloused hands? You think Lando's like some sort of big big name rich guy who's never worked a day in his life? Like the dude basically owns a garbage scow. It's the Falcon pre a lot of upgrades. What? <laughs> it doesn't say it here, but we know that the last owner of the thing was a traveling circus. <laughs> so but so anyway, yeah. yeah, they are they are required to travel to Asteroid 5792, the home of Bohua Mutta. Um, and the reason that they are able to do so without arousing suspicion is because right now is the greatest astrological event in uh, in the re in the region, the flame wind, when the sky turns all kinds of ridiculous colors and it's super dangerous to fly through. And yeah. and they're just being forced to. Yeah. And uh they're also going right now cuz apparently Mutta gets a yearly shipment of drugs, mm -hmm. and this is when he is supposed to get them. They apprehended his old drug guy, and they're going to show up uh, on the pretense that they are the drug guy. Yes. So Lando's essentially part of the sting operation where he's going to go in with a fucking wire, and then as soon as the guy's like, yes, I would like 
50 pounds of your finest drug meats. He'll go, abracadabra, and then the other two will bust in. Yeah, they're supposed to bust in and arrest him on drug charges. A possession of lissai. Oh, lissai. The, 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 uh, the French word for sigh. Yes, I am retired. <laughs> so it's a, it's a gross mold. You scrape off the back of special lizards, and it makes you uh, really good at math and really bad at caring about the world. <laughs> So, uh, so that, that's the drug he's shipping, he's shipping, but also as we join him, he is flying directly through the flame wind. And basically this is just a whole chapter of jokes about, uh, colors. Oh yeah. This whole thing is basically like, all right, put on incense and peppermints. Cause we're doing a psychedelic <laughs> trip, baby. Yeah. It definitely has a sixties trip vibe to it. Uh, basically with each character, we're visiting them as they pass through various bands of the visible color spectrum. And it's like super radiation color. So as they're making their way through, like uh, when Lando is stuck in the blue period, he uh, everything about it, he's got he, he's blue himself, and he's got a blue Corvette and a blue little window, and everything he sees is just blue, like him, inside and out. He can see inside of his own body. Yeah. Oh no, wait, that was the green one. Yeah, the green one let Bassy <laughs> Boba see inside of her own body. Uh, but Lando does go through a blue one, and they make a joke about how it makes him just a tiny bit sad, and a tear falls. Yeah, because he's feeling blue. As is he blue? Is that tear in his eyes telling you? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, the the whole thing is like, all right, we're going to have a giant chapter where we split every section of it up into, all right, and now we're in the orange part. What goes on in orange? Uh, Fibot has a weird hallucination about going home. Yes, yeah, he he goes home and is feeding his lawn mites or something that he's going to eat later. Uh, Way with Fibot is probably the, because he's on his perch thing that makes him automatically, like, species-wise, uh, fall asleep and go into kind of a, a, a roost. He's affected by it in the way that when you're really high and also really sleepy, where he's just having crazy ass dreams and occasionally waking up and being like, oh, everything else is crazy ass too. Okay, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> where Voba is on the bad trip. Oh yeah, Voba, every time we check in with everyone, because like, Weiwafibot is basically having the best trip where he's like, everything's great, man. I'm back home and I can fly. Yeah. Wee. Wee. My mom is here and she made me a big bowl of food I like. Yeah. And then, you know, Vuffy Rot still kind of tripping because the radiation is fucking with all of his sensors. Mm -hmm. But he's like, oh, I just can't quite figure out what's going on and I'm fucking things up. His whole deal, for the most part, yeah, he, he's just sort of failing and turning off any distractions around him because he's gone full Narcissus. Uh, he is, when we visit him with Buffy Raw, they're passing through the gold band of color and it, he gets turned all C-3PO and gets like obsessed with it. So he's like looking at his own tentacles. Like, and Shit, I would look great if I was gold. I should get fucking electroplated. Like tasteful though, you know, like just like, I mean, like, not garish or no, anything. I'm talking like be cool with that shit. Just like be all gold, have grills. Yeah, man, gold with like a red eye. That shit would rule. Gold and red go together. Great. Oh, fuck. Yes. What the fuck? What's that fucking like? That sucks. And they just like break it. And it turns out he's just turning off all the all the warning lights as they're happening. Which, I mean, to be fair, we figure out that in the flame wind, everything sensor-wise is fucked. Like, yes. every alarm and everything else is going off. And they're like, it's not that everything is mm -hmm. going terribly. It's just the ship is freaking out because it doesn't know what the fuck is going on. There was like an internal sensor that he turned off that was super dangerous. It was like... Well, yeah, because he, he was going through and he was like, yeah. all right, it's all these warning things and I'm just going to keep turning them off. But he just didn't stop and lando stops him before he turns off life support yes he's like, he's like hey my dude what the fuck is wrong with you and one you crunched our communication system so he can't 
like call to the back where Voba and uh, Ybot are. Mm-hmm. And Voba and Ybot. Yeah. You can't get either of their no, names. No, fuck them. Yeah, fuck both of them. Fibot. No. <laughs> Ybot and Voba. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's trying to call back. The, the communication system either doesn't work. I think it does. No, he's super tripping. No, he uh, smashes the thing. He actually ah, takes his okay. tentacle and slams it into it when he's turning it off and destroys it. Gotcha. Because he tries to do it later and is like, "Oh God damn it, Buffy!" Yeah. So Lando's like, "What are you doing, man? What's go?" Because Lando basically is handling this the best out of everybody here. He's not doing great. <laughs> Lando's like the one person at your party who has tripped a lot before and mm-hmm. is like, "Hey, dudes, be cool, be chill, man." Yeah. So when he confronts Vuffy about what Vuffy's doing, Vuffy's like has a moment of lucidity and is like, dude, I I am fucking up your console. Uh, dude, I fucked that up. You, also, do you think I would look good in gold? Is that like a should, thing? Should I get goldified? Should I should I go gold? Is that would that be weird? He's like, dude, you are fucked. So in he's just like, Hey, do I have permission to strip you of bodily autonomy for a minute there, Vuffy? And Vuffy's like, Yeah, man, whatever you gotta do. So he pops all of his tentacles loose, so he's just a big disc. And then crams that disc in a ship safe that has a uh, like WFID or RF or, or RF signal blocking on it, so we. Oh, can't it's just get... it's just a heavy steel safe. Yeah, it's where but, he keeps his cigars. But it's it's important because it stops Vuffy from controlling the tentacles remotely, which he could otherwise do. Yeah, and so, also it's basically like he shuts the tentacles off. He's like, yeah. these go off. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go in here, and this is protecting me from some of the radiation getting in, so I don't go crazy. Yes. So he's. Crammed in with a bunch of crushed cigars and basically gone. Uh, Voba is crying on a couch. She's passing through the green part of the color spectrum and can see inside of her own body and it's freaking her out. She, she is having a real experience. Oh, yeah. there's There are points where we go back and see her and she is just like, I am losing it. Like, fucking Fibot's just perched and is like, oh, great. And then it turns over to her on the couch bawling just being like ah, i'm losing it yeah she's that one person when you have the drug party who's who loses it and it's just lying there like crying and you're like this guy this person they're bringing the whole thing down you fucked up which luckily Fibot's that one who cannot be shaken <laughs> and it's just like no i'm good i'm fine man i don't even realize what's going on around yeah, me I'm, or, I'm in the orange zone and basically the only thing you can tell outward about Fibot is that something's good because his all of his feathers have risen to the point of being perpendicular away from his body <laughs> Uh, so he just looks like a giant, like, chickadee, all full puff. Yeah, he has gone full puff mm-hmm. and is just as happily tripping as possible. So that's what's going on with everybody. It turns out you should, shouldn't go to the flame wind. You shouldn't fly around in it. It's bad. Yeah, it's not just that it's like, oh, man, it's it's really going to fuck up with your systems. The radiation will make you freak out. Yeah. I do find it amusing that that safe apparently has a thicker steel in it than the whole of the ex- the uh, the starship they're flying around in. But well, I mean, it's it's big windows. The fact that you get the hull and the safe. Yeah, it's not that it's need. more; it's yeah. that it's double protected. They just need to tastefully steel plate the outside of the ship. Yeah, that, that it looks super cool too. <laughs> well, I mean, we find out later that I guess the shielding on this is not as good as it could be. Yes. Yeah. There's there's problems afoot. There are many problems. Uh, but anyway, that's more or less this chapter. It does end on a cliffhanger, as any chapter in these books does, uh, as Lando, who is now all alone in the cockpit and just doing his best to sort of just maintain and be cool. Yeah, he's uh, like, chill. And then he chill. sees the, <laughs> he sees the weirdest fucking thing in the world, and it's real, because he sees, I don't remember, Klin Shanga, I think is the name of the guy in charge of the, the group of fighter pilots that attach themselves sure, to the why hyperdrive not? engine. Um, so he sees... All those fighter pilot fighter planes that that just daisy yeah. chain themselves to just a, a giant engine. circle of fighters connected yeah. to a starship engine. And he's like, I'm 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what the fuck is what? And there's no, there, we don't even get a single moment from the perspective of the fighter pilots because they're going to be a big thing for the next two chapters as well. And I keep thinking, like, how the fuck are they doing that? Oh, yeah, because when we go with Lando and his whole crew, it's not even like, oh, one of the people are fucked up or this affects certain species in certain ways. It's like, no, robots, aliens, humans, all of them, they're all fucked up by this. Mm-hmm. Different colors fuck you up in different ways. We know that it's absolutely terrible. And it's we fucking up the instrumentation as well. Oh yeah, they're like, I can't do navigational. There's no real comms to speak of. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything while you're in the middle of this. And for some reason, all of these fighters are like, Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're in tiny, uh, ancient, obsolete fighters, and we're fine. We can yeah. fight. We can fight just great. You'd think like the Falcon would have to have. Thicker hull and better shields than these guys, and the radiation is still fucking them up. You have to imagine that the guys out there are just like, oh, I imagine right now that I am fighting, like, I don't know, a giant monster or something. I I have to imagine that they are fighting their intended target. They've made it clear on a number of occasions that they want to chase down and get Roker Gepta. At first, that was that was kind of in question when when that dude attacked Lando in the in the hangar. We were like, oh, maybe they are after Lando. But then we cut right to Clint Shanga, the guy in charge, and he's like that fucking idiot attacked a random civilian. I don't know why he did that. Lando was barely on our radar at all. Yeah, Lando was just out. bait. And they even he even made it a point to say, like, and it's not Lando's fault, and I'm not mad at Lando. Yeah. He's like, so, the <laughs> only thing I care about is Gepta, because we know Gepta fucked up all of these people's worlds. Yeah. And so he's like, that's who we're after. So why are they, you know, it makes a brief bit of sense if you're like, oh, they're mad because Lando killed their guy, so they're coming for revenge. But they made a point of having the guy be like, no, we're, we're, we're not going to go for revenge against Lando. Yeah, no no one is allowed to go after this guy. Yeah. It was stupid to try and get him in the first place. It was obviously a bad plan. So what the fuck is happening? Maybe they think that is Roker Gepta's ship they're attacking. We don't know. That's the thing is I'm like, they've got to be tripping so much harder than Lando is yeah. that they're like, oh, no, it's a bantha with 27 heads. Shoot it. Yeah, I'm sure what's going to happen is when we get to the next set of chapters after this one, they'll... It'll, be, it'll cut to Kling, Kling Shanga's cockpit. He'll be like, okay, men, time to remove your colorproof helmets. Ah, we've got blue blockers on. <laughs> Lucky for us, we grew up in a, na- in a system where the Care Bears routinely attacked. <laughs> we, we've evolved to have no color sensors. <laughs> we're like dogs out here. <laughs> you think we're afraid of Rainbow Bright? You're kidding yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the first chapter ends after a fun little trip. And then, oh no, the weirdest, dumbest looking thing of fighters. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we get a little bit of resolution during the fighter conflict. Uh, basically Lando, tr- uh, it more or less has to handle this fight by himself. He's fighting like 11 tiny little fighters. Well, yeah. And the thing is we established that. The only reason they're even able to try and get to this other asteroid is they plotted a course before leaving and going into the flame wind. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we are just going to let the ship fly yeah. and assume that it is fine regardless of what the instruments say. Part of the uh, part of the thing of the flame wind is it doesn't just change the color of everything, but it also completely fucks even just looking out the windows. Like, Well, yeah, because it's all just color blasted goldfish. <laughs> yes. But you, there's visibility. Like, he can see the fighter jets coming at him. It's not like he looks out the window and just sees purple. He, there's stuff to see. I think it just reduces the range of visibility significantly. Because they make a point of even saying that they don't know where the fucking sun at the center of this star system is. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's like uh, 
like big psychedelic fog. Yes. Yeah, it's like flying through a sci-fi movie nebula, where instead of being like one dust particle every half a kilometer, like it actually is, it's like they're flying through heavy, thick purple smoke. Yes. Yeah. Now, the problem here, of course, is not only is Lando trying to fight off a bunch of fighters while tripping balls and having no one to help him, because we find out, uh, of course, uh, Voba has been she's useless she's just been collapsed into a heap in the back and Fibot has both of his legs broken at the same height both of his legs were hit by some floating debris by the perch. the perch hit him yeah in, in his legs at the same point so he just snapped them but he is so high he does not know yeah he just sort of is blissfully drift off drifted off to sleep with both legs dangling at a horrible angle and you know the tentacles are turned off and Vuffy is in a safe somewhere, so it's up to him, which means he doesn't have the ability to shoot any of the quad lasers, because yeah, he, he, he doesn't have anyone to go into the back and shoot them. So the only thing he has access to is forward uh, the forward batteries on the Falcon, and he has to dogfight 11 fighters, and he does it by basically taking advantage of the fact that their weapons are kind of elderly, uh, and so he just runs right at them and shoots at them and just absorbs whatever they pour into him. Well, his weapons are bullshit. He shoots them several times and mm-hmm. is like, I blast this fighter, nothing happens. Yes. And so he, it actually, by the time he manages to kill one, it's, I go towards a guy and just hold down the shoot button yeah. and pour laser into him until it finally kills him. Yes. They manages to take out like one fighter and that fighter slams into another and takes that one out. He's yes. like, woohoo, a two for one. But then one of them rams him. Yep. Which doesn't do anything really. It puts a hole in something because then the other fighters all line up where that fight, that one rammed into him. Well, he says that fire into that the hole. place where he got rammed is always the weakest part of the ship anyway. So they're yeah. just trying to shoot and ram into where the Falcon is weakest. Yeah. They've got it. They found the glowing weak spot and they're trying to shoot the Falcon down. And he's like, wait, why am I even fighting these guys? They're in like crappy old things. And I'm in a, I'm in a smuggler freighter. Yeah. The one thing I've got on these guys is speed. So he just stands on it and just, you know, shoots out of there. Now, of course, as I mentioned before, the whole trip here to, uh, their next Ozeon asteroid is they're putting in the thing and they're like, okay, it's going to take us there automatically. Yes. The second he like takes control and manually flies, he's like, well, that's our entire flight pattern fucked. I have no idea where we are going. Yeah, they, he, he is now completely lost. He knows he's in an asteroid field, but that's just because the Ozeon is an asteroid field. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, there are some asteroids nearby, which I guess makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So now they're lost, and there's just no way to get out of them being lost. There's no instrumentation that works. They can't do any kind of real navigational tricks. There, we'll, we'll get even more into it in the next chapter, but right now we're wrapping up the dogfight. Yeah, and he manages to go so fast and pull ahead that he essentially leaves them in the fog for a bit so they can't see him uh-huh. and finds a place where two very large asteroids have crashed into each other and there is a trench going between them that he's like, ooh, I can kind of sneak the Falcon in the trench there and hide. Classic Star Wars, stuffing your your Falcon in an asteroid crack. Yep. You, gotta, you just got to work that crack. It's uh, it's what people do with the Falcon. I got to do a trench run and take this Falcon into an asteroid hole. <laughs> all right. Well, you did all the Star Wars things. Congratulations. Is there a big worm in this particular hole? Thankfully, no. <laughs> yeah, because Lando's here and he's got the big worm. You know what I'm saying? I do not. Vuffy Raw's tentacles. Ah, yes. He's got like five of them. They're not yeah. his, though. They belong to Vuffy Raw. Well, I mean, Vuffy Raw's not using them. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, once he gets inside and manages to land the ship, he he looks out through the crack and sees the uh, several of the fighters go shooting past. So he's like, great, I think I lost them. And that's when he makes a secondary realization. He is currently Lando-colored, and he, he doesn't feel all fucked up. Yeah, this crack is situated at su- such a point that the flame wind is going over it mm-hmm. and is not penetrating in. There's like nickel iron composite shit in the asteroid. So it blocks out a lot of the radiation. He's not all fucked up. He's like, oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, okay. And that means I can let Buffy out. Yes. So he basically is like, all right, I guess we can, we have some time now because we're hiding. So it's time enough at last. Yeah. So he, he uh, gets Buffy out. This is actually when he learns what's going on in the back with Bassie and, and Wewa because he has a, a brief second to leave the cockpit. So he's back there, and she's just lying there crying, and, and Fibot's passed out with both his legs broken, lying <laughs> scattered on the floor. Yep. Everyone's, ev- everything, and it looks like a tornado went through there. Everything is broken and on the floor. Yeah, I do love, he goes back there, and he's like, holy shit, this dude's legs are both broken. Why is he smiling? <laughs> and then he just sort of sits up, and he's like, yes, mommy, I would like another centipede. Yeah. So he's like, he's, oh, you are very fucked yeah, up. He's just having a bad day. He's probably in shock and high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so not things aren't good for our, our obvious traitor way with Fibot. Because in, in case you forgot in the previous episode, he got like... We yeah, a, he the, went and met with, you know, the, one of the hooded from, members of the cult of Gepta. Yeah, someone from the Wenis. And, and they were like, you can't... You, you, when you, as soon as you get to the uh, the Bahua Mutta asteroid, you got to do a thing. you got to do the thing. you got to do a specific thing. Don't deviate from that thing you got to do. So we <laughs> Did know you get that thing I sent you? Yeah. So we, we, you know, he's got some kind of backdoor secret plan. Um, now they splint his legs up. Luckily, yep. they still have all those stupid fishing rods from the the joke part of the beginning of this book when uh, Lando loaded up his his craft with everything that some planet didn't want and tried to go sell it there. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, you can't sell fishing rods here. Ain't no lakes worth a hoot. You can't catch fish. The fish taste like balls. We don't want no none of that leather. None of us are into that shit. <laughs> you won't find no daddies down here. <laughs> Sometimes twink is better. <laughs> Everyone on the planet is a twink, and no one likes it. <laughs> that is." Great premise for a planet in Star Wars. <laughs> Everyone's a twink. Nobody likes it. <laughs> ah, uh, finally, a Chuck Tingle Star Wars novel. <laughs> the stars have aligned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he manages to splint up the legs, and he has turned the gravity off at this point. He's like, whatever, we have, I mean, we need the systems to be off, so we're not, you know, able to be identified, even though none of the fighters like systems to be able to look for him should be working. All the sensors should be fucked by the flame wind anyway. Yes, they absolutely should. So he should be safe. But just to be on the on the extra safe side, he turns off all non-essential systems, including gravity, which, hey, that works in, in uh, Fibot's favor because, you know, I, I wouldn't want to put weight on two broken legs with that have been splinted with fishing rods. Yeah, but instead he just sort of float sits on the couch learning how to play Sabacc with Buffy. <laughs> yes. Chapter 13 opens with with uh, Fibot and Vuffy l- playing uh, Sabacc, where Vuffy obviously knows the rules. He's teaching Fibot how to play, and they're actually playing for real money. Uh, but he knows the rules. Fibot doesn't. But uh, the thing with Vuffy is he's not, like, a good at bluffing or anything like that. Like, he doesn't have any of the human no, touches. No, nobody's a shark here. He's just yeah. like, all right, here's here's this card. This stands for a 10. 
If you get that's a ten, if you have it, and yeah. he's just going through the cards. It does make it does make Buffy feel like kind of a or to, like a dick to the reader though when he finally wins a hand because he's like, aha, I have a zero, two, and three. That's the idiots array. That means I win. And Fibot's like, wait, what? You've never explained that before. That yeah. feels like a very important thing to explain. Well, he was like. Okay, one, that's bullshit. A yeah. two and a three is a five. Yeah. So you have a five total hand. And he's like, oh, no. If you have a zero, a two, and a three, why, baby, you got yourself Sabak. And he's like, horseshit. In a game where there's two ways to win, I want them both explained to me before I play the game. Yeah. I just want, because you don't know that Fibot didn't already have an idiot's array at some point. It changed to something else. That's some dick moves. Come on, <laughs> Working Buffy. Working on my dick moves. <laughs> Be nicer, Buffy. What are you doing? Especially because he then hands over real credits. He's like, yeah, fine, you win these credits. I mean, <laughs> I would be on Buffy's side a little bit more if he wasn't a robot. Because yeah. I'm like, God knows there have been plenty of games where I'm playing like some board game. And then I go, oh, shit, I didn't explain this rule. But if you do this thing, this happens. And I just did it. And I'm very sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm sorry. It's a very corner case thing. And I didn't think it would happen. But it did. Oops. That's happened to me enough times playing board games with you that I know to just say, yeah, there's an asterisk on this game now. This it game doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. This game has an asterisk. No, the first you will game never of, claim real victory. The first game of any board game that you've never played before is like, yeah, no, there's an asterisk because I don't know shit and you do. So <laughs> going in, you're going to be like, oh, you didn't take this kind of action. Well, if you had, you would have done this. And you're like, I didn't know that. And fuck you. <laughs> yes. So, but anyway, the two of them are sitting there playing Sabak, And uh, Lando is just wandering around getting the ship cleaned up. Although he does pop into the room long enough to be like, that's why they call it an idiot's array, old fat bird shit that I hate. <laughs> I've inherited the <laughs> hatred. Love to love spirit lives on in me, you piece of garbage. <laughs> you fat bird <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Voba's just trying to help around getting the ship back up to running. Um, so that and that's just for the moment. We're going to have a different confrontation with the two of them at the end of this chapter. Hmm. But for the moment, yeah, everything's going more or less okay. They're 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 kind of taking stock at just exactly how completely fucked up the ship got during this situation. They have no idea where they are. There's a point where Buffy is like, "Well, I know what asteroid this is because I I uploaded the the I downloaded all the data uh, base stuff about the the Ozeon." So, and this is a unique enough situation of these two asteroids forming this specific type of structure right. that he's like, "Oh, this is something that is able to be picked out of a list of like, oh yeah, this is this thing in the system." If you had just been like, "I landed on an asteroid," he'd be like, "We're fucked. I don't know." Yeah, but luckily it's a it's a known known asteroid. There's a special deal with it because it looks interesting. So Landis like, great. Do we know where we are then? And Buffy's like, ha, no. It orbits a star a star from a huge distance out. We have no idea where we are in the orbit. Yeah, he's like, look, I know what thing we are on, and what sort of band of asteroids we are in. Yeah, and baby, that's about as far as I can get it. And he even says, like, it's a here's the problem, Lando. Everything in this in this uh stupid gal the stupid star system affects everything else because the only major producer of uh of gravity is the star itself. Everything else is just an asteroid. 
So they are constantly orbiting each other and capturing each other and shit. So it's exceedingly hard to predict where any given asteroid is most of the time. Yeah, it's like, it's hard under normal circumstances. And with the flame wind, it is impossible. It's Yeah, it's, a, it's completely impossible. Lando's like, didn't you have like a dead reckoning program you developed when we before we left? And he was like, yeah. And it was working perfectly up until you went on a spinny adventure fight. And now we just have a giant string of variables at the end of it that can't be solved for. So no, that doesn't help either. Yeah. And uh, so they're just like, okay, I guess we're, yeah. well, hang on. I, can we determine how far I might have flown in any given direction during the dogfight? And Buffy's like, okay, yes, because I can check against fuel consumption. And therefore, we can see a sphere in which you you flew around. And he's like, okay, well, then just point us in the direction that's that we had been on, the same course. And then when we travel the distance that we should have, we stop. And then we just had to explore a sphere of the of a radius of a maximum size of how far I could have flown during the dogfight. And it's guaranteed that the asteroid will be somewhere in there, right? And Buffy's like, ha, no. <laughs> also, no, but sure, fine. <laughs> that will be the thing we do because it's the best thing we could do. But it, <laughs> but no, not, nothing in this, in this system works the way you'd think. <laughs> uh, now, of course, because he had to cram the Falcon into a tiny little crevasse, he has knocked off a bunch of, like, the sensors and random little bits on the outside, and... There's nothing in Star Wars more destructible than the antenna dish on the Falcon. Oh, yeah. That thing pops off at just a whisper of a hit. So... It goes off so often, I think the Tooth Fairy brings the money. That thing is basically like the head of a rock'em sock'em robot. I don't know why they don't just tie it to a big rubber band, so every time it gets knocked off, it just dangles along behind the ship. They just put it back on later. So... Not only has he sort of fucked up some of the outside bits to this, getting it into this little crevice, mm -hmm. but also he's like, oh, we did get rammed. I should probably deal with that. And while I'm out there, he finds a bunch of parts that he's like, you know, you could up the shielding on the ship. It's just the other owners and everyone else who had this didn't because it it's a, a larger power draw. Right. So he's like, oh, if... If I want to, I can actually set up like emitters and things on the outside to vastly improve the shielding on the ship so yep. that the flame wind won't fuck us as hard as it was. But it does mean that we won't have as much power to draw on for like speed or weapons or whatever. Right. But it's worth it in order to not be fucked by the radiation. It is totally worth it, given that they were having to travel at lower than warp speed anyway. And, and yeah, I mean, they, the, the ship was originally rigged for circus needs. So it was like, how much shielding does this circus ship need? Not much. It needs to get places quickly so we can set up the circus. Yeah. It is less expensive for us to not have the shielding crazy. Yes. Who's attacking us? I guess towns that don't want a circus. <laughs> you know, those anti-circus <laughs> towns. It's like footloose, but for circuses Rival, instead of dancing. Rival circuses, maybe. <laughs> maybe they got to get out and circus rumble. Ah, <laughs> uh, Circus Rumble. So, uh, I feel like Circus Rumble is a perfect thing to get when you have like a random name generator. You know, like when you create a, uh, a an account to play games on an Android phone. Yeah. And it's like, your name is Rusty Duber. And you're like, that's stupid. I hate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Circus Rumble would be fine. You're Circus Rumble 378. All right. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm not going to put a real name in here because I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he uh, Lando's going to go out and fix it. Buffy offers, but Lando's like, nah, dude, you're you're... You have proven that the flame wind fucks your shit. <laughs> More than it fucks my shit. So I'm going to be the one. I'll go do what he calls the donkey work. I'll go do the donkey work for once. Vuffy, you stay in here and keep an eye on these two chuckleheads. And now we've definitely said that donkeys are a thing that for sure exists here. 
<laughs> Add them to the pile. Ducks, chickens, rabbits, horses, donkeys. Yep. <laughs> Star Wars has a lot of real animals. A lot of regular ass animals. Yeah, I think regular ass dogs as well, though they've tried to explain that one away by mentioning that ack dogs are called ack dogs. Yeah. But also people have just been like, just calling each other dogs. What up, dogs? Yeah. So so anyway, um, Lando heads out in a spacesuit and starts taking a look around the outside of the ship to get it fixed. And it's not going badly. He's doing an okay job doing yeah. his repairs. He's just like, all right, put a meter here. Mm-hmm. Do that. He takes a look at the underside where the thing rammed him. And he's like, man, these things are just little baby fighters because that did not do very much damage. Yeah. Lucky him that these fighters just kind of suck. So he's out there kind of patching and working on it, and all of a sudden he gets a warning alarm on his suit, and some shit has gone down. It's getting hot in there. The coolant system is breaking down, and it's not a good time to be outside without a coolant system. The flame wind is also a flame. Yes. And, you know, he tries calling into uh, Vuffy to be like, yo, some shit's wrong with my suit, and the communication is not working. Yeah, there's no communicator He can all. tell it's, like, turning on and trying to do something, but it is... Like, Vuffy cannot respond to him, and he's not getting anything. And this is like a life-or-death situation. He will cook to death in that suit in a matter of minutes. Yeah. So he is he is desperately flailing around, keeps trying the radio to get a hold of Vuffy. Nothing is working. Eventually, he manages to sort of use the zero-G boots he's wearing to float himself over to one of the windows on the Falcon in the cockpit and just starts pounding on it. Yeah, he, he basically just takes a wrench and Morse codes out, just like, donk, 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 and eventually... Vuffy sends vibrations through the ship mm-hmm. to that he can hear because yeah. the vibration just hits him. And Vuffy's like, yo, my dude, you all right? <laughs> donk. Hey, you need some help? Donk. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go out there. Donk, donk. <laughs> Don't you do it, you fuckhead. So eventually, after a few minutes, Bassy Voba shows up in another full Enviro suit, grabs Lando, who at this point is almost passed out from heat exhaustion. Oh, yeah. He's just like... In a little pool of Lando at the bottom of his suit. Yes. So she grabs him and just sort of hauls him into an airlock. And, the, and as soon as the airlock drains, he's like, what the fuck was... Gee, Christ, what the fuck happened? And and uh, Vuffy's like, I'll take a look at the suit. Why don't you just relax yeah. and figure out... Just go sit in the cockpit. So Lando gets himself a cold drink. He, he rests for a bit. He heads to the cockpit to think and tries to roll a cigar, only to find out that it's extremely difficult to roll a cigar in zero gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Vuffy eventually is like, okay, so uh, here's the thing. Someone managed to swap your uh, regulation for temperature and your communication. So, ironically enough, if you had continued trying to call me on the communicator... It would have regulated your temperature and you would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just so you know, someone definitely tampered with this. This wasn't like a, oh no, some radiation happened. Someone swapped these two things. Hey, we were using the Enviro suits really recently, which means it had to have happened after we left for the uh, 5792. Yeah, this was means... not like a, whoops, this happened before. Yeah. Someone on the ship, a.k.a. The bird or the cop have tried to kill you. Or perhaps me. It could have been me, boss. It wasn't, though. It might have been me. Uh, so we don't know, but someone is sabotaging. There is a saboteur. J'accuse. Yeah, and, you know, at this point, Lando's like, well, I mean, it could be either of them. Technically, they're both cops. And as much as, like, Bassie came out and saved my life, mm-hmm. 
that was also she had no choice because she would have been under duress of like if she says no fuck him he dies mm-hmm. then obviously we know who it is yeah basically it's it's a tough call which one it is here's the problem bassy voba came out and rescued him but only once she got forced to do so so that's and we know she yeah. hates him and we know she hates him already that's straightforward she's made it very plain that she doesn't like him or having to be in this position uh way with on the other hand while he probably wasn't playing Sabak with uh, Vuffy the entire time, does have two broken legs, and even in Zero-G, he's not, like, the most good at manipulating stuff. So for him to do it would be exceptionally difficult. He's got wings instead of fingers. He's got... He, even his gun is, like, a weird built-to-work-with-his-wingy-things gun. So for him to grab tools on the Falcon and, and break a space spoot seems complicated. So it's anyone's guess. Who could have done this? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck to do, man. Uh, for Christ's sake, I'm just going to... Do you think I can make a hand roll out of the, the smashed cigars? So he turns on gravity just long enough to make himself a, 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 a hand roll. Oh. <laughs> and then he just stomps back there to fucking dress down both of the cops in his in his ship. He's like, hey, you, one of y'all tried to murder me. Sit the fuck down, the two of you. We got to have a talk. All right, so here's the deal. I definitely got sabotaged. It had to have been one of you two, so here's what I'm thinking. If you don't give me a very good explanation, and I mean like 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 Henry David Thoreau levels good, then he's famously good at explaining. He's uh, so good. Yeah. The, then <laughs> the famous book by Henry David Thoreau, The Explanation. Yeah, and his famous Nickelodeon show, Henry, Henry David Thoreau explains it all. Exactly. <laughs> but um, he's very Thoreau. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> uh, what was I trying to say? He's like, look, unless you guys give me an amazing alibi for, for where you were when you were sabotaging my fucking uh, suit, I'm just going to have you t- two get handcuffed to each other and you're going to fly the rest of the fucking time like that. Yeah, he's like, look, I can't trust one of you, so I'm going to make it so that it's one of yours job to babysit the other one. Whoever the fuck is the evil one can get caught by the other one. Yeah. I don't care. So, you know, start talking. And the two of them are arguing with him, and he doesn't really care. No, the thing is, both of them are like, uh, how about instead, you go fuck yourself? Yeah, like, Fibot's keeping to himself, but I, he mostly doesn't say anything, but Voba's like, no, go fuck yourself. I, that's not what any of this was an agreement to. I am totally, technically in charge of you. And he cuts her off, and he's like, yeah, I'm the captain on the ship, though. If you go against me even a little bit, I'll just take this blaster that I have and kill you with it. Look, you are in charge of jack and shit right now. Yeah. I am the one who can fly this ship, and you can just die here for all I care. Maybe you're a special important cop person when we get to Bohuamut Disasteroid, but right now, you're a couch warmer, so (laughs) I can make you a couch colder if you don't shut the fuck up. However, this little back-and-forth intimidation thing between the two of them is cut short Mm -hmm. when uh, Vuffy's like, uh, hey, my dude, you should come to the cock- cockpit because things are about to get real fucky. Real bad, real fast. And Lando's like, oh, God damn it. All right. He throws handcuffs to them. I don't think they're going to handcuff themselves no, together. He's in just his like, absence. here, you two handcuff each other. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> they just kind of look at each other like, that's not going to happen. No, right. I don't even think that you could handcuff uh, Way with Fibot do anything. He doesn't have hands. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so he just stomps back up to the cockpit and, ah, crap. Those stupid little fighters are here. Yeah. They found him. And they are coming down the trench, and we leave it with them, like, being seconds away from being able to open fire on him. Uh-huh. So, that's what happened. It was, sorry, the middle chapter was super short, so it's going to be a shorter episode than most of these. 
But hey, that's what's going on. They can't escape, really. I mean, they could take off again, but if they fly out now, they're just going to be in the goddamn flame wind again and lose their minds. I mean, here's the thing. Lando did manage to put the emitters out there, so technically they have shielding now. Yeah, they might be They should be able to be okay in there. Yeah. So maybe that's what will eventually save them from these stupid... I I just kind of prefer the idea of him being like, look, I just buffed the shields up tremendously, and we've already seen how crappy these fighters are. Maybe we just ride it out. Maybe we just pretend we're in a little beekeeper suit, and those are little bees. (laughs) They're so cute. I don't understand what... My whole thing was like, you know how you fuck with those fucking fighters now? Like, as soon as they come over to you, and they're hard targets to hit because they're all squirrely and flying around. Just fly over and blow up their stupid hyperdrive thing. Right? Just just put some proton torpedoes and shit in that thing. See how they like that being stuck out here forever. Exactly. I was like, oh, if you just turn around and go, all right, and blow that thing up, and then I just punch it as fast as I can. Yeah. You guys can go fuck yourself. Exactly. All he needs really to do is take a threatening posture towards that thing. Just fire a couple of warning shots at it and be like, hey, I kind of figured out your whole situation. Yeah. You're all in just... Little shitty non-hyperdrive fighters. Yeah. If you would like to, I don't know, live, maybe cut it the fuck out. Yeah. Next time, think about it and don't bring your ride with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. I, I don't know why that didn't happen. I assume because, you know, despite mostly the whole thing with the fighters is that the concept of a bunch of fighters that tie themselves to a, a, a bare ass hyperdrive engine is cool. Yeah. So it's a neat visual, but I'm still like, man, every, every time they, they uh, roll up on someone, you know that whoever they roll up on is like, well, I'm just going to blow up that engine thing. That thing's huge and not maneuverable, so. <laughs> What's it going to do? Go to hyperdrive at me? I don't think that'll work for another 30 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> so. So anyway, that's what that's where we're at. He's about to be ambushed by those fighters. I kind of hope they just fly up and stop and be like, look, uh, Sorry. <laughs> Oops, we fucked up. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna forgive you for now having killed three of us, because uh, it was our fault. We keep being stupid at you. We're, we're the dumbest motherfuckers available. <laughs> it's no wonder that Gepta does not know who we are or care about us. <laughs> yes, we're the paste pot Pete of Star Wars. No one <laughs> no one's threatened. Everyone's just like, oh hey, Trapster, how you doing? Oh look at you, buddy. Oh, so cute. <laughs> you certainly do have little glue guns. Yes, you do. Oh, you're going to threaten a Spider-Man. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I mean, we're off. We're done with the episode, so now I can just freely talk to you. Um, so now we can get real. Mm-hmm. I was just Let me spin about- this chair around. <laughs> it's a computer chair. I will no place to put my legs. Uh, I was just thinking about how when uh, that MODOK show came and went, Oswald said that about it that the only Marvel characters that uh, he wasn't allowed to use on asking for them was Pacepot Pete and Stiltman. Huh. He was barred from both of them because he was told there were plans. So I assume that they're going to show up on, you know, She-Hulk or Wonder Man or something. Well, I mean, like comedy show. Armor Wars for Stiltman. Yeah. Uh, but I was curious. The thing that made me curious about is what was the phrasing of his question? Did he provide them with a list of characters and those are the only two that said no? Oh, I assume he was like, here are... The list of characters I want to use, and they just had notes next to those two. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, because I was like, I would really prefer it if he was like, hey, are there any Marvel characters I can't use? And out of the vast diaspora of stupid Marvel characters, those are the only two. He was like, "Um, am I allowed to use uh, Starbrand from that attempt to make the second universe or whatever? And they're like, yeah, we don't give a flying fuck. Can I use just Chipmunk Hunk, but not Squirrel Girl? Yes, you can. That is perfectly (laughs) fine. Can I use Rawhide Kid from that time he tried to make a gay cowboy story and it was extremely stereotypical and shitty? 
Yeah. Yeah, fine. Go for it. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just not stilt man. Hey, you know when they had the fucking villains that were all based on the Zodiac, so you had, like, Leo and Virgo as supervillains? Can I just use, like, Sagittarius from that? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they, if, uh, they said no because they just used clandestine in the in the uh, Miss Marvel story. I mean, shit, they like... used fucking Porcupine, and I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, that guy's from way back. Look at you! Like, 1965 or something, and it was, like, his original costume. Yeah! That was great. I gotta say, I'm seeing so much hate for She-Hulk on the internet. And it's very weird. It is all wrong. That show has been fine the whole time. I am so forgiving of the crappy CGI that, that yeah, I don't th- care. The only thing I could possibly complain about. Whatever. Yeah, I do hope this is my current theory. To, if I'm wrong, that's fine. I don't care. You're on record. Here's my current on record theory: that Todd guy that keeps hitting on her and is an, is a self avowed tech bro. I think he will turn out to be a minor Iron Man supervillain because they can use the Iron Man roster all they want to now. No one can touch it. Or Iron Man's dead. I think he's the wizard. Who? The wizard. No. Who in the show? Todd? Who the fuck is that? The 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 he's played by John Bass. He's the he's the smarmy little dude that keeps hitting on on She-Hulk, calls her a specimen. In the episode before this one or in the in this episode, he's the one who invites her out to dinner and tries to touch her arm and tell her that you know, he's like, Hey, you know how the, uh, I, we we don't have to be coy about our feelings anymore. And she like shoves a table into him. No. It's that guy. I haven't seen whatever episode came out today oh. if you're talking about oh, that. I'm sorry. That, so. that's not really that much of a spoiler. <laughs> So sorry if you if you haven't watched it, but he's he's one of the people she went on a blind date with, and then okay. and then it turned out he was like an important client for the firm. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I think he'll be the wizard. Sure, that's I my, think you're that, wrong. That's my guess because <laughs> he's a mean, stupid tech bro, and I'm thinking wizard is right in in the in the right path for that. Mm. Anyway, we'll see. We'll find out. Meh. All right. Uh, otherwise, you got anything else you want to say, or should we just go to the uh, the stuff? Let's go to the stuff. Let's go to that stuff. All right, so uh, this I always is, want Mo. We're entering the wrap up, but before you turn it off, before the Patreon pitch, uh, we did this on System Master. I'm going to do it on each of the shows for each of our various listeners. Uh, we have two major changes coming to how the show is being handled uh, going forward. Uh, because we have been outstripped, inflation has outstripped our growth rate effectively. Hmm. Uh, so first of all, we are moving from per episode to monthly on Patreon. This will not affect your your. It's done automatically. They do it for you. Uh, based on the fact that we put out two paid episodes per month for the past eight years, they're just going to double the range, but only charge once a month. Yep. So you won't see any actual difference in your in your billing, but it will look like your pledge doubled. But don't worry, it didn't really. Yeah, you're paying the same amount you always were. You always were. You're paying, you're paying the same amount. Uh, the other thing is that we're going to be moving to an ad-supported model. Uh, so regular, if you're a regular listener who does not support us on the Patreon, there will now be ads on the show. But the Patreon episodes will always be ad-free. So if you want an ad-free experience, that's just one more benefit to Patreon now. Come support us. Even at the $2 per month base level, you'll get ad-supported episodes. Yeah. So if you're already giving us money, great. You don't have to worry about it. If you're not, then we're going to make someone else give us money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Advertisers will give us money. And if you don't want that, then give us money. That's how it works. Look, there's a small child that needs to get fed here. Yes, that's exactly. Don't. This is not us being greedy. This is me being poor all the time. So, but please, this is just a way to help us. So, you know, don't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, Jeff hates it when you get mad at him. I'm very anxious. He is a very anxious, sad little man. And you'd think it would be me. I'm the one with depression, but I'm not sad. I'm happy. I love when you hate me. When you hate me, it feeds me. <laughs> fuels me you have cyclical depression 
If I had anxiety that came and went, I'd probably be doing a lot better. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, just letting you know, I'm trying to be as because abs- because of the anxiety, I'm trying to be as absolutely transparent as, pro- as possible in this process. I don't want anyone to feel like they were surprised. Yeah. No surprises. This is what's happening. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, and speaking of the Patreon, uh, speaking of the Patreon, why not come support us? Yeah. Support us over there. Patreon.com slash system mastery. And there is a plethora of various ways you can support us on there. Mm-hmm. All of them unlock different content. And of course, at the $4 a month level, now mm-hmm. I'll get into the habit of talking about the monthly price. That'll be going live in five days from when we record this. Uh, you can go ahead and get our expanded expounded universe we're going over to wikipedia as we always do finding some weird interesting tidbits from the star wars universe and telling it to you the audience and each other because it's not like we look at whatever the other person did yes exactly so we have no idea what each other are going to do it's always a surprise always a good time a lot of people say it's it's the best it's thing always we- a good time <laughs> we don't even have to try which is good because i don't think we ever have <laughs> And I won't. <laughs> Baby, you catch me trying? Ooh, you better come and get me. Uh, okay, so, it, yeah, come support us there. A lot of people say that, that that show in particular, the Expanded Expounded Universe, is the best thing we do. They also really love the TV mastery. They do. And, and that's at the that, $10 level, which unlocks everything. Yeah, that's the industry standard that most most uh, other Patreons are charging you for podcast bonus content, that $10 a month level. If you support us at that level, you unlock fucking everything. Yeah, you get four extra shows. Other people are giving you like, oh, you'll get like maybe one extra thing. Oh, no. Not us. I think we give you so much I shit. At, I think at $10, you get like nine to 11 extra shows a month. <laughs> Well, episodes, yes. <laughs> Extra episodes a month. There is so much more content that you're getting. It'll help you keep working through your office de- uh, doldrums. So please come support us at any level. It always helps us no matter how you do it. Or just recommend us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're getting your fine podcasts. Give us those five-star reviews. We love them so much. Yeah. And buy our books. And also, we recently <laughs> Buy started, all our play sets and toys. We recently also started selling highfalutin sodas that taste like ass. <laughs> <laughs> buy my vitamin supplements. <laughs> Yeah, well, now we're selling Brain Force. <laughs> Plus this soup that tastes like chocolate mixed with bones. Mmm, bone chocolate. <laughs> I can already feel it making me turn redder and forget my kids. Aw, <laughs> oh, bone chocolate is my internet name. <laughs> me and Circus Rumble are going to go play some Fall Guys. All right, we've been Circus Rumble and Bone Chocolate. Uh, thank you so much for checking in with us. We'll see you next time with yet more exciting Star Wars content. And until we do, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagano. And I'm tripping balls. Mm-hmm.